Welcome everybody back to the OTH Football Podcast Fantasy Edition. Our uh, this is our this is our third fantasy uh, episode of the season. We had one preseason and one already in the regular season. Thank you all for joining us. My name is George Giro, joined as always by Craig Schmucker and Department Lee Justin Bell right there. Uh, thank That's you guys right. for joining me. Uh, how are you guys doing this evening? Doing great, man. Yeah. All right, and fantasy. before, of course we have to do this before and after, before we jump into our great content, we have to, absolutely have to remind you of our fantastic sponsor, Symbol. Look, we know, everybody loves fantasy football. Everybody likes fan- sports betting. And if you like it a little extra risky, uh, the stock market is always there. Symbol has created an insane way to do all three of those things at the exact same time and if you head over there and use our promo code OTH you can get a $10 deposit bonus on any deposit of $25 or more that is with code OTH get a $10 deposit bonus on any deposit of $25 or more so we're going to leave this one off with our mailbag questions we've got a couple start slash sit questions excuse me from uh, some people out in the world and uh, I think Justin you have those for us don't you yeah definitely so the first one is from Seth in Ontario and he wants to know half point PPR who do I start Juju or Rondale Moore hmm you guys think here that's a tough one because last week, I'll be honest last week I got burned by Rondale Moore and the ref oh. doinking the ball out of the air on that punt return like there was a point where Rondale had negative points for me and I'm like why what is going on he hasn't dropped anything he doesn't have any turnovers and one of my friends sent me the clip and I'm like 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 punching a wall like just frustrated I'm like is that seriously how he's losing me this game right now um but for half point PPR uh I'm going to have to go with I'm going to have to go with Juju on this one. I feel like he's going to get the ball in his hands more. He's going to get more touches. Uh, I feel like Arizona has more option in, in terms of uh, kind of ball spread and, and where um, Kyler Murray is going to be able to go with the ball. And he honestly, if he wants to keep it up like he has the last couple weeks, he can just run it himself. Uh, and with the Steelers, they ha- it seems like they just have less options, and it seems like Juju's always going to end up with the ball in his hands for at least a big play a game. Uh, this one was really tough for me because I was split. I, both games seem like, I mean, the Rams-Cardinals could be a shootout, so that makes me think that Moore's ceiling might be higher because he... I mean, you just don't know what he's going to get, and he, he seems like he's the more explosive athlete at this time. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like the Steelers, they... Man, I, I think I might go more, because I think what the Steelers are going to try and do is they're going to try and control the clock and keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Ben Roethlisberger's looked like just hot trash last week. So, that. Even though he might be trying to dink and dunk a little bit, they have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as well. So, man, as it, Ooh. Also I, with the I don't Steelers, feel confident in my pick, but also I with think the Steelers, that I just thought about this. Najee, Najee's having a great start. Yeah. So I feel like they might end and up he, giving him the ball a lot. 
And Najee takes those intermediate routes that Juju might want to catch. But like Rondell Moore, he his his floor is almost zero, but I, I think his ceiling's just much higher. I think I'm going Rondell Moore for me. It's really close. Yeah. And I love Juju before this season. I mean not really loved him, but he he just isn't the same player he was a couple years ago. So I think I'll go Rondell just for the upside. So I started breaking it down a little bit by the stats they've gone off and in their matchup. Um, they're equal. They both have about 13 targets this year. Um, Juju's has nine yards per catch, and Rondell's up to 14, so he's getting um, a little bit further targets down the field. They both have one touchdown. So it kind of came down to the matchup for me. Uh, the Packers, uh, if you watch the last couple of games, they have a really good two really good man-to-man corners in Jair Alexander and the rookie Eric Stokes. So um, with Deontay Johnson either being out injured or if he's coming back, he's going to be coming back off of injury. Um, they're going to need Juju and Claypool to be stepping up. And then if those two are getting taken away by the Packers' top two corners, then um, it might be a long day for them. Uh, so at least one of them is going to get taken away, and it's more likely going to be Juju. So I think it's going to be Rondell. Um, if you look at the Cardinals and Rams game, it's the highest implied total of the week. Um, it's seven points higher than the Packers and Steelers game. So um, Vegas thinks it's going to be a shootout. They have 50, 52 total points, and it's got to come from somewhere. Uh, I know the Cardinals have four different receivers who can go off for 100 yards, and I think three of them, three or four of them already have. So um, that's a risk you have to take with more. Same thing with playing Christian Kirk and uh, A.J. Green, if you really want to go that deep, is that they're just going to have those games where it's going to be a zero or a one like last week. Man, so got our second mailbag question. It's from Ashley in Cedar Rapids. She wants to know, this is full point PPR, um, do I start Melvin Gordon or Jamal Williams? I think I'm still going to go Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's splitting with Javante Williams, but Javante, he uh, fumbled near the goal line last week, so I think Melvin Gordon's going to be the guy they want to use on the goal line, so when they're going to score they're gonna have melvin gordon in the game and that's the you want those those opportunities that could pay off in big points like uh for touchdowns so for me it's melvin gordon jamal williams i think deandre swift is just kind of pulling away from him i mean jamal williams is a great second running back but deandre swift is kind of cementing himself as the the back that's going to get the lion's share of the touches whether it be through the air or on the ground yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. Uh, I, I'm a, just with you with Melvin Gordon, and that's not just because I have him in a couple leagues, and, and I do plan on, on putting him in um, into some game time pretty soon. With Jamal Williams, uh, I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Swift, and I really thought he was going to have a great NFL career coming out of college. And for it to be you know full-point PPR, I understand that Jamal Williams is going to have more catches out of the backfield, and I fully understand that. I can settle with that. With the usage that Melvin Gordon is likely to get, and with his kind of big playability, which we saw in the last couple weeks, where, you know, there have been times where he's just been able to rip off huge runs, you know, every now and again. I would prefer that type of capability. And, Craig, like you said, his his goal line usage, which I think is going to go up from here, even though I know Javante Williams is going to be their feature back, just... That's just how it looks right now. He's been dynamic. 
I've really enjoyed watching him play. I feel like the for the usage, because at the end of the day, both of these guys are number two backs. Neither of them are going to be bell cows. They are going to be used more in limited situations. I feel like the situations that they're going to use Melvin Gordon in, you know, from the from the Broncos' point of view, is I think better suited for fantasy than what we're going to see out of Jamal Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're they're pretty equal um, from an efficiency standpoint so far this year, but Melvin's Gordon's just keeps getting way more work. Um, and as each game has gone on, also Gordon has gotten more and more carries, so it's not like he's getting less. And they also just lost KJ Hamler, so they're gonna have to run the ball a little bit more than they had to before. Um, and also they got to keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson, and the best way to do that is running the football. So I think this is a easy smash on Gordon. Pass on Williams this week. Don't cut him or anything, but I wouldn't start him for Melvin Gordon for sure. On to our third mailbag question. This one's from Leon in San Antonio. He wants to know, full point PPR, who do I start? Dallas Goddard or Tyler Higby? Oh, man. For me, I, I, Ertz being in Philly kind of puts me off of Goddard a little bit still. I understand how talented Goddard is as a tight end, but Higby... Coming into the season, I thought maybe Jacob Harris could take some work from him, but it looks like it's Higby's job and only Higby's job. And going up against the Cards, they're going to have to score points, so I expect him to be involved. And all you need to do to be a a tight end one in fantasy is score a touchdown or two, so I'm going to go with Higby. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. And this is... You know, oh man, look, I don't think you guys understand. I'm really not good at fantasy. I don't know why I'm in five leagues this season. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of on me. I did it to myself, and I fully understand that. I got burned in multiple leagues. I don't know what it was. I just thought the linebackers for the Bucks were was going to be were were going to be able to, you know, really limit what Tyler Higby was going to be able to do. I was wrong. Clearly, I did a Big stupid. I left him on my bench shame in, on you. in multiple leagues. Shame. Please, you know, bring bring on the shame. Bring on the shame. I know. I, I didn't like Higby at all this year. I no, it's just it, you thought that Higby wasn't part of McVeigh's system, but it, in the end, you kind of just realized it was just Goff who Goff didn't really use his tight ends too much. <laughs> Goff didn't wasn't able to see the tight ends in that system, I guess, because he hasn't had a problem really hitting Hawkinson. I mean, when you've only got Hawkinson, that's a little bit different, though. Uh, yeah, I know, too. <laughs> no, we can't yeah, do this. True. We just recorded um, our... We, we, our kind of Detroit for Games forever. of the Week episode, and we absolutely Godzilla... Destroyed Detroit. the city of Detroit. trampled uh. it, the entire city. Um, but, oh. no, definitely Tyler Higby. I feel like he's getting a lot, a lot better usage this year with Matt Stafford at the helm. And I have to atone for my mistakes. I have to start him. Didn't matter who they're playing. He's getting in my starting lineup one way or another this week. Yeah, so so they're even targets throughout the year. Um, Goddard's getting three. Higby's getting four. Um, Goddard's getting farther targets, 16.5 yards per catch, and Higby's down to 10. Uh, Both have one TD. Um, Higby, as we said earlier, that game's going to probably be a shootout. 
But the Rams, I think, really need to start getting Robert Woods involved in the offense. And this is the week that Robert Woods kind of steps into the line spotlight here. And um, Robert Woods is going to have a big game. It's going to take away from what Higby has been doing the last couple days. Um, the last couple games, sorry. Uh, the Eagles, they have a home game against the Chiefs. So they're either going to be doing one of two things. They're going to start out trying to work the ball through the middle of the field, trying to get their young quarterback right, because we all think of Jalen Hurts as a seasoned quarterback, but really he has, I think it's five or six starts. He's basically a rookie. Yeah. He's basically yeah. a rookie. Yeah. A rookie. So the best way to get your rookie quarterback going is to get the ball to the middle of the field and attack with your tight end. So, And if that doesn't work, they're going to be falling behind, most likely, to Kansas City. And that also plays into getting the ball, passing the ball, and that plays into Goddard's hands. So... Um, if you guys listen a little bit later for my hot take, Al Scotter is also involved in that one. Um, oh, we're on the hot takes now, actually. Um, hot takes, cold oh, beer. Hot takes. Oh, I thought we were doing that third. No, right now. Oh, Hold on. You know what? We're doing it now. Hold on. Hold Screw on. It. We're doing it live. Hot takes, cold beer. Put them up. Hot takes, cold beer. So you know what, Justin? You already you already previewed yours. We already previewed yeah. yours. You're going first. Okay. So my hot take for the week, and um, Craig said it's actually really spicy here, is that Dallas Goddard's going to score the most points out of any tight end. It's going to go over 100, get two TDs. Um, I just really think that this is going to be a big game for him. Uh, Philly really needs to get on track. They can't. They, they have some really, really tough games coming up against some really good defenses. Um, this is gonna be our last chance to kind of get the offense going and get some momentum for when they face in. I think it's Carolina and Baltimore. Some really good defenses like that. Um, so look out for Dallas Goddard this week, guys. And you know what? I'll let that segue into mine. You mentioned Carolina, and that's where my hot take of the week is going. I see CMC went down. And that hurt me because I had him. But I was also able to pick up what I think is going to be one of the better running backs in the league for fantasy points this week, Chuba Hubbard. I loved him at Oklahoma State. I understand his senior season, but there was a lot of off-the-field things going on with that. Uh, Don't Mm -hmm. need to get into that. Mike Gundy, we're looking at you. Um, But... Go pick up Chuba Hubbard. I think he's going to be fantastic this week. I think Carolina has been really able to work the ball just up and down the field. Sam Darnold has been looking great. Hubbard is a, again, I think he can be a between-the-tackles runner, and he can catch the ball and work from the outside as well. Like I said, I've watched him a lot at OK State, and they kind of just used him to do everything. So he might not be as talented as CMC, but his skill set kind of fits the same mold. So and go pick he, him up. He's I, had, uh, sorry, he's had ten days yeah. to prepare to be the starter too. Yeah, I, I think end, he so. is going to be a great feature back for Carolina, and I think he's going to fit into their success going forward fairly well. So go pick up Chuba Hubbard. He is my hot player of the week. All right, then I guess it's on to me. So yes, sir. mine is going to be Elijah Mitchell, or as the fantasy football fantasy footballers call him Elijah Missile mm-hmm. over 15 PPR points which he does he doesn't really get involved in the passing game too much so I'm talking a lot of yards and maybe a touchdown just because 
We saw what Trey Sermon did last week. He was out-snapped by Kyle Juszczyk, the juice. We saw that, and he was the third-round pick they traded up for. Everybody was worried about him coming in and taking the job from Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell looked much better. As much as people want to say that he was missing reads and stuff, well, so was Trey Sermon. He missed a ton of reads. So we saw him. I think he had, what, like 10 carries for like 31 yards or something. It wasn't great. So Elijah Mitchell, if he is healthy this week, he's coming back. He's taking the lead running back job, and he's going over 100, maybe for a touchdown. That name out here in L.A., we have Sony Missile. Oh, with the oh. <laughs> Sony Michelle. Oh, Sony man. Michelle. That's a really? slow missile. Yeah, yeah but like a submarine. Just, just shooting out a torpedo, just, just slowly coming at you. It just looks like Steven Jackson. Once he gets going, he is just falling forward for an extra two yards. He's hitting you hard, man. I, get, I haven't really seen him take a big cut after that, but uh, <laughs> I would like to see him run full speed and take a cut one time. But he Maybe. He, he might one day. Maybe. Yeah, Eventually. I, mean, he, I don't think he can move side to side with that knee. It's something about oh, Georgia yeah. running backs and their knees. <laughs> they don't really hold up well. And the Rams. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Yeah. A Georgia running back, a knee, and the L.A. Rams just doesn't add up together. Georgia running back, yeah. their knee, and the L.A. Rams walk into a bar. Only the Rams walk out. The running back needs crutches. Uh, without our dignity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry I had to. That was bad. That was bad. If, if there was a, a was hottest good. take or a spiciest take for that, that might have been it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, we have a new segment that we're going to kind of uh, get involved in, in the fantasy podcasts. It's going to be, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be roast my trade as much as it might end up being rate my trade. Or in my case, guys, please help me. Um, so, uh, I know both of you guys are absolute wheelers and dealers. You guys have a ton of trades. So, I'm going to let you guys go first because I really only have like one and maybe one on the table that I need help with. So uh, I'll leave it up to you guys who goes first. Please throw out some trades for you us. Want, you want to go with my big boy trade, Justin? The Saquon trade? Oh, yeah, go for it. Please. So obviously I feel good about this trade. I felt like it helped both sides. Uh, I'm in a rebuild. The other guy is a contender. I traded Saquon away. I got T. Higgins, a 23 first, 23 second and a 24 first. So for me, in a rebuild, getting two first round picks and a second round pick, plus an ascending wide receiver, it was a no brainer for me. And for him, getting a running back that could help him throughout the season, at, especially in a 12 team league, getting running backs is tough and they're very expensive. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it helped both teams. What do you guys think of it? Oh yeah, I like it. I think it I'm not, it's, I'm not like a huge believer in you got to sell Saquon right now, but for that kind of no, me neither. I love the, I love Saquon. Yeah. It took a lot for me to even think about it. Yeah, but for the package, if it's good enough, you have to be able to look at these like um, commodities, like something you can trade. And it's going to have value that's going to keep going up, or it's going to go down. And Higgins's value is going to keep going up, and that those twenty three. First and second round picks are going to be huge. That draft class is looking loaded 
Loaded, loaded. Well, it's a good thing he might have skipped on the 22 ones to get to the 23 even. He might have thought that was a good thing for him, and it's probably better for you in the long run, too. Honestly, it was only because he didn't have a 22 first. Oh, wow. Yeah, there it is. It, it just kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you guys that I don't think we necessarily need to be selling just yet on Saquon. Um, like you said, this was before the season started, correct, Craig? Yeah, that was, well, uh... Yeah, that was before the season started. Okay, so then I think you definitely, sold, you definitely sold high on him, which I, I can definitely appreciate appreciate the sell high there. Um, yeah. I think he'll still be a very productive back once he... The biggest thing with guys that you know come back from the, those type of catastrophic knee injuries is learning to trust their knee again and really being able to you know work back into the type of player that they were. For Saquon, his cutting hasn't been as crisp. His, his agility just hasn't been there because I don't think he fully trusts his knee yet. But once he gets back to that point, I think he'll end up having to be having to be the focal point of that Giants offense. And, and they're really going to start giving him more touches. And then, Craig, for your side, those picks are nice. Like, that's just a really nice haul of picks. And I love, I love Higgins. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt, too. I felt like... Uh... For, for the guy that got him, I, I felt like it was even all the way around, and I hated giving up Saquon because yeah. I just I love Saquon Barkley. I, it's hard for me to quit him. So just giving him up for anything was tough, but he came in with a really strong offer, and I had to – I mean, when some, it doesn't matter who you have in Dynasty. If you're in a rebuild and somebody comes at you with a good offer, you need to be moving them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I exactly. feel that. Justin, what do you have for your uh, your uh, trades that we need to uh, give a quick look at? You said you have right. a lot coming in. You've got some spicy ones. I have the oh. one, too. The uh, Cordero Patterson for a 24-third. If you guys Ooh. want to roast that one. Our, okay. I like that one, Which too. side are you? On I'm, I'm the, this was the same one I was also in rebuild. I traded for the 24-third. Uh, yeah, if you're in a rebuild, definitely. That That's one of those moves where, like you said, if you're in a rebuild, you can't hold on to players where, where guys are trying to come in and, and make a move for them. With a guy like Patterson, we don't necessarily know the type of production you're going to get out of him week to week. So I'd say a third-round pick is probably the best you're going to get for a player like that because he can be real, relatively inconsistent, although his special team's contributions are kind of nice. So yeah, see the thing. The thing for me is I, I kind of wanted like a twenty-three third, but I knew I was never gonna get a second, so I just didn't come off the yeah. third. And then I was, I'm willing to to wait because my team's kind of in shambles anyways, from what I've done to it. So I just decided I was gonna trade him for a twenty-four third. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, all right. So so with mine, there's a little bit of background. Um, I'm not necessarily in a rebuild, but um, I drafted my quarterbacks late, so I have full, I'm full on skill position players. So I had Julio Jones on my bench. And so he's kind of expendable to me, and I'm already 0-3 in that league and kind of thinking about the future. So I decided to flip Julio, and the package I got in return was Darnell Mooney, Kenneth Gainwell, and a 2022 second-round pick. What do you guys think about that? And you told me earlier this is super flex. I, all that we've talked about yeah, so far super is super flex. Like, yeah, super flex people. And yeah. and and that I I love it because I feel like 
get getting a second for Julio at this point is kind of I wouldn't say hard to do, but that's kind of what he's going for is uh, a second round pick, and to get Darnell Mooney on top of that, and then also you you got uh, Kenneth Gainwell, who's a pretty decent pass catching running back. I mean, I like Gainwell, and I don't know that he'll ever be like that guy for the Eagles. You don't know, but also he is involved, and so you got you got a pass catching running back. You got uh, an ascending receiver like we talked about. You want to get guys that are going to be ascending in value. Darnell Mooney looks very good, even though he's in he's he's under Nagy, kind of who's like the NFC's version of Adam Gase. And then uh, we keep doing that to the man. Yeah. We can't. We gotta Wait, stop bringing up Adam. Gase. No, it's 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 a hundred percent true though. We all know this is true. Yeah. So it's less about like roasting I mean, Matt Nagy I, I, and more about like bringing up Adam Gase every opportunity possible. We gotta stop. He's oh, unemployed for God's sake. Let him leave. Like him move a lot. We should honestly be having Jason Garrett in with the same conversation. So mm. he's just as vanilla Almost. as they are. Almost. We're getting there. Jason Garrett is 100% vanilla. Yeah. Like, I think the most non-vanilla thing that he would do is, and, like, because we're talking about vanilla and ice cream, like, just the multicolored sprinkles. That's the only thing extra he puts on there. He doesn't even get (laughs) vanilla bean ice cream. He gets, like, plain, Uh, regular vanilla with some sprinkles. That's it. only gives himself five. He has to count them out, too. He's like, I only clapped... 18 times last game. I only get three sprinkles. Um, exactly. <laughs> but looking at this trade, looking at this trade, I actually really like this. So, I'm not going to say I, I would buy low on Julio Jones, um, especially going forward with the injury to A.J. Brown. As much as that pains me to talk about, I love A.J. just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Also in that league, I also have AJ Brown. Yeah, so at that point, that is kind of a a split, like a target split in a way, like your handicap. Um, but to go ahead and get a second round pick as well as Darnell Mooney, who I think, if they finally get rid of Matt Nagy and actually get him more implemented into the Chicago offense, I think Darnell Mooney can be a very productive wide receiver. He's definitely on the uptrend. Uh, and as for Kenny Gainwell, look, I have said it. Since before the season, I love me some Kenny Gainwell. And Craig, mm-hmm. when he gets his headset back on, can attest to that. Right here. Right there. Kenny you know G, Gainwell. baby. I, I heard you. I love me some Kenny You Gainwell. love some Kenny G. I love some Kenny. I mean, Kenny G and Kenny Gainwell, both, please, and thank you. Uh, but I think he's just a super dynamic back. He's, he's very fast. He's great uh, catching out of the backfield. I think once they kind of realize that and, and put him more into their offensive scheme, which it's not always the easiest thing to do to kind of just tell a coach, hey, put him in, coach. You can't just do that. Uh, and he's not a feature back yet. I think he's got but the, the thing is, set. he also overtook Boston Scott in like yeah, that's, a week. That's my in like a of the week fingers. or two. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he is Boston that good. And, he, he's and very he's already talented. getting um, the, He's getting way more snaps than Scott took. So he's taking not and, just took Scott's spot he's taking a little bit of snaps from sanders too so he is he's a very good running back and i don't know if i'm 100 percent correct on this but i think he was a converted receiver from high school yes at memphis 
Yes, converted receiver to running back, and that's why he's so good catching passes out of the backfield. The crazy yeah. thing with that is... He's got um, good routes and everything. The crazy thing with that is, the other one that Memphis did that exact same thing to was, um, or well, almost, flip, almost flip-flop. He was a running back at Memphis, Gibson was. Or, or I should oh, say, a wide, he was a wide receiver right at Memphis. Yeah, he was basically a wide receiver at Memphis. He, did he only both. had 33 carries. He did both, like, relatively well for them. And then Washington said, you know what? I bet you can play running back. And then Kenny Gainwell only played one season at Memphis. Had 2,000 all-purpose yards. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. Not a big deal. He, As I honestly think freshman, he would He would have went higher. He probably would have been a third-round back if he would have not opted out for COVID. So that's what hurt his draft stock. And I think, I don't really believe, I mean, I like Miles Sanders, but I don't 100% believe in Miles Sanders as a true workhorse running back. I agree Uh, with both of those. Uh, Best ability is availability, and Sanders hasn't really had that. And and he's had some unproductive games some super unproductive games under two yards per carry last year and even this year a couple we already had one under three yards that's and i thought it was gonna i thought it was gonna be better with hertz under center because you know the people try to think that uh rushing quarterbacks take away from the ceilings of uh from the running backs, but I think that they open up the run game for the running backs. And touchdown. Yeah. 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 It takes a little bit of the touchdown upside away, but also it opens up plenty of rushing lanes because you have to worry about the quarterback running the ball too. And he's still not really capitalizing on that. My, my biggest thing with um, Kenny Gainwell and kind of going into this season is like I said, I think he's one of those type of players where once you get him fully integrated into the offense, he becomes such a key cog, you have to give him snaps. And to your point, Craig, like you said, if he hadn't opted out, I think his draft stock would have been so much higher, and for a couple different reasons. Uh, one, that offense that Memphis was working with in the COVID, COVID year, Brady White, they had a bunch of good receivers. They had a great offensive line. It was a really good Memphis team. I mean, didn't they go to the... It was, was it the Sugar Bowl that they went to? It was a really big bowl game. It might have been the Peach Bowl. Or, or It was a big bowl game that Memphis went to, and they put on a bit of a show. If they had Kenny Gainwell, that just makes that team that much more dangerous. And one, I'd say, on the, uh, the other side, and what I think, to your point, Justin, availability is super important. What's going to help Gainwell's durability is the fact that he did take that season off. He did get drafted mm-hmm. essentially as a true freshman out of college, or, or a true sophomore. He it's has way, way know. less wear and tear on the body. So he's coming in relatively fresh. So if he can like just really work on integrating himself into that offense, I think the Eagles have a true gem on their hands. I hope so. For my <laughs> trade, at least. <laughs> no, no. Now you better hope your so. Trade, your trade, your trade's Julio good without Gainwell. Your trade's good without Gainwell. His, That's true. Julio's age just kind of sandbags his value anyways. Yeah, in especially dynasty, in, in dynasties. And um, with the handicaps that, that he does have uh, around him. Um, especially with He's already – and, yeah, he's already uh, 
doubtful. I mean, questionable for this week. So practice this week. You practice last week. I mean, we really see Julio play through injury all the time. But yeah. he's what thirty-two now. How how much longer can Julio just keep playing through injuries? I he's a freak of nature athlete, and he's oh, yeah. one of the best receivers of all time. But like, you can only do that for so long. Like, you're playing. You're in, in your thirties. You playing in yeah. Are you winning with your routes? Yeah, and he's, he's not, and we've seen, really. yeah, we've seen that happen to those big body guys. They just kind of fall off eventually. So it's just a matter of where the cliff is. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that leads us Hold to my trade. So I've got, I've got one that I need you guys to judge in a rose, and I have one that I need you guys to help me with, please. Can you give me one to actually roast? Because Justin gave me a good trade. I he need did. like he did. Okay, you I need guys something said, terrible. Okay, I said so, five over examples over. They weren't roast roasty enough. No, I didn't no, roast any of them. They they're were all, all great. I loved all of them. You made Those so many good trades. They're so smart. Stop, Stop being making smart, good Justin. trades. Stop it. Make bad trades so that I can roast them, please. Okay, so oh, okay. this this one might be more roastable. So this is in uh, a redraft league. So it is kind of focusing on what I can get out of my team like right now, this season. Uh, I traded um, Justin Herbert and T. Higgins for Aaron Rodgers and Marvin Jones. So kind of my mindset behind it was I already have a pretty consistent quarterback. Like, I'll be honest, and this does have to deal with my other hot take. And it's also super flex, right? It is super flex, yes. It is also super flex, It is super flex. So my backup quarterback, like my third quarterback, is looking kind of awful right now. So I'm not going to talk about him. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's Zach Wilson. I've got (laughs) my Jets fans. No, he's my third. Kirk Cousins, who's had a really okay. good start to the season, is my second, my first slash second quarterback. And then I already had a bunch of other receivers. Like, I've got C.D. Lamb um, and some, like, Cole Beasley, Henry Ruggs, guys who are having a really good start to the season. So I figured Higgins might be – Higgins and, and Jones for the season to start might be a bit of a wash. And then um, after that first game uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I was like – all right, he's going to come back fired up. So I, I'm going to – he's going to come back and, and start lighting people up. So that that was kind of my mindset, but please roast me. Give me more shame. I already have a bunch. <laughs> so yeah, for me, me, I kind of like the Herbert side. I'm not going to roast it completely because I do love Aaron Rodgers. But I also think that Higgins is better than Marvin Jones because I just hate that Jacksonville offense. Urban Meyer has yeah. not been – a very good coach so far so it's it's not awful i don't hate it and rogers is more proven so i can see where you're coming from there mm-hmm. but also i for me if i was picking a side i'm going higgins and and herbert fair enough yeah so you always want to get especially in a redraft league you want to make sure you get the best player in the deal mm-hmm. and that's hard to do when it's Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert. I think that they're yeah. really close throughout yeah. the year, and it's not really a better player deal there. So you have to think of Higgins and Jones, and I just I, I, that Jacksonville has just been so bad to begin the year. How can you count on them to be getting the ball? They already have to get the ball to Chark, and 
they're gonna try to get the ball to Chenault on these screen passes 50 times a game, whatever they're doing. And I wish they would get more Jones. screen passes to Chenault. I need more. Stop it! No, Jones needs more. I, I, I too, Jones needs more targets. I too it. many. I have too many Chenault shares in Dynasty. I need him <laughs> to hit, and it's not happening. Yeah, that's that's. I want roastable trade. I think it's really even. Um, you have the more um, uh, safe side with the veterans, and mm-hmm. he's got the younger guys. And Higgins already got hurt, so it's working out well for you here. Yeah, I as far as yeah, I, and he's he's actually uh, already ruled out for Thursday night football this oh, week. Oh, I, I had no idea about I that part. So uh, I thought I saw him at the time was as questionable, so that's why I was like, hmm. and. Uh, Justin, it was with it was with Mark, so I thought I might be able oh, to, nice. uh, yeah, I might be able to kind of weasel a little bit in there. Uh, and then this is the trade I need help with. This came in today from another um, writer at OTH. This one is Dynasty, so this is in our Dynasty league. Um, right up our alley. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I am. I would be sending uh, Naheem Hines for a 2024 second and 2024 third. I'm not. I like it. I'm not sure on that draft, like for the incoming players. You know what I mean. So I, I like the value. I like the second and a third. I'm just not so sure about the year, and I need to check my. Okay, no, I'm good on running backs. I'm okay. I've got Chubb and Carson, for, so I'm. For me, you're getting a, a second and a third round pick, which Hines, he's he's good, but I'm just not. He's kind of a running everybody... back too at this point. Yeah, everybody everybody plays fantasy differently. And I'm not a guy that likes satellite backs, and that's kind of what I count Naeem Hines as. So I don't – like Tariq Cohen, we saw him be relevant for a little while, and then the next year he wasn't, and then we haven't really seen him be a thing since. So Naeem Hines was great last year. He's looked good this year, but I, he could fall off at any point. I don't really like that – that kind of running back doesn't really fit what I like to do. So I'm fine with getting a second and a third out of it. Yeah. Especially if you don't need that, if you don't need him at running back right now. Let me check my other running backs because my starting running backs right now, I've got are Chubb and Carson who are going to yeah. very solidly get me points week in and week out. Um, my other running backs are, or well, I should say my other running back is JD McKissick. And I've also got Trey Sermon. See, so, I mean, I guess Hines is a better third running back than that, but do you think you're competing this year? Um, my team is really, I don't want to say weird, but I've got a lot of young talent, like, that's good now and should still be good. Like, Godwin, I've got Tyler Boyd. I think Robbie Anderson and Shepard are good this year. I've got Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, so it, it's kind of tough. Also, to... Superflex again, too. Yeah. Superflex. I'm, I'm taking the second and the third, personally. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I, I think it's gonna it could end up being a good trade. I also have two like like weird extra quarterbacks. Justin, do you want to trade for Drew? Locke? A lot of people, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't like twenty four picks, but. I mean, for that, if, for that amount you have, of value, if you, have, you, know if you I mean? have young, if you have young guys and they're still going to be relevant in a couple of years, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't mind making that trade at all. For me, twenty four is just too far. I'm playing dynasty this year or next year. That's what I'm thinking about for dynasty. Maybe I'll take some twenty twenty three picks. I've already acquired a few of them, 
but I want the 2023. You gotta love acquiring those 2023 picks right now. Even though the 2023 picks are gonna be more valuable, or like um, possibly more valuable. Um, and then Once it rolls around, Hines, yeah. I'm not a huge, huge Heinz fan, but uh, if you're gonna use them as a uh, bye week fill in or as a handcuff to Jonathan Taylor, if Taylor goes down, Heinz is gonna be a RB2 for sure. And I don't know if you wanna go up him already just to get a 2024 second and third round pick when those honestly it's so far to see that so if you, you could do it if you could like do it you could counter second yeah with nothing else on i would yeah. go for a 2023 second if you wanted to counter yeah i'm gonna try yeah. that actually that that's as justin you're saying that you're spot on i, I really like the mm -hmm. the kind of thought process of well that is really far down the road and, and that is what i was yeah. thinking about um I'm gonna counter for if he has it because I don't I don't know what what other Justin has um, available. Other so, Justin, he yeah. Traded me see Clyde Edwards Hilaire today. For what? Well, I know he was trying what to get rid of Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, for. I gave up Will Fuller, um, a second round pick, and uh, I forgot. Mister Bell, are you in win now mode? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm always. Hey, Justin's killing it in our in our dynasty league. I I decided to try something completely different than I normally do, and I went wide receiver and quarterback heavy. I'm one and two, and Justin's three and zero. Yeah. So so um Justin needed a quarterback, so I traded in Matt Ryan, Will Fuller, and a 2023 second rounder for Clyde Edwards Hilaire today. I don't hate that. Because Matt Ryan's looked like trash. It's yeah, weird, and Matt Ryan's Fuller, been really bad, but I've liked Calvin Ridley so far. Will Fuller is just always... Will Fuller. Injured. Always. Yeah. Every, all the time, every year. And we always expect it to be different, and it's not. It's, and then a second round... Second round picks are... Able to trade him. Yeah, second round picks are just uh, fly... I wouldn't say flyers, but more like... It's just a hit and miss thing. Second round picks... You're either going to get a stud or you're going to get a dud, and you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, it's very boom-bust. It's, uh, it's super boom-bust. Offensive player. Yeah, I which is tough. That's tough. Yeah. yeah, so you just don't know what you're going to get. So I, I like that trade, honestly. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he uh, – and especially after this, this week, you might even be able to trade him and get a better player. Yeah, after he just really rushed cool. for 100 yards. I'm not sure I mean, John Clyde but getting him as my third running back with Barkley and Montgomery, I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. I did the same thing. Uh, I traded, uh, let me see, what I tried to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I will tell you guys right now if my phone will load before it dies. But uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's at like. 10% or less like as I'm sitting here looking at my my fantasy team. I'm like, please don't die. Okay. Don't die. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's see. Yes, sir. I traded uh, Harrison Bryant Curtis Samuel a 22 first and 22 second for Edward Tolaire Aguilar and Joku in a fourth so that was before the season and the 22 first and second I was fine with because right now I have Dak Prescott Josh Allen Joe Mixon, Saquon, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Amari yeah, Cooper, you're George set. Kittle. You're set. That that team, it's a it's a contender. So I was just trying to push my chips in, 
to get another running back because then I have like my for my bench it was basically just Josh Jacobs so now I have Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire on my bench and Elijah Missile <laughs> I have him too on that same bench in that league that's the one where um um what's it called we uh try to get all football junkies into that league except for me apparently yeah Justin. you you didn't join you that league they put me in the other one yeah so i made an overflow league from that one and that's the super flex terrestrials i like the name <laughs> though that is that's a really good name <laughs> yeah all right. It's a good league. I have I in that league I have Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, and Deshaun Watson in a super yeah. flex league. Uh, I have um, so, in that league I also have four quarterbacks. I have Sam Darnold, um, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson. Man, like Sam Darnold that. and Kirk Cousins really just worked out for you this year. Yeah. yeah. And then and then he he drafted Darrell Henderson in that league and acres got hurt so he got him justin justin just had a masterful draft if i'm being honest and then slow drafts from now on yeah i love i love slow drafts yeah i paired cousins with jefferson and thielen man that that was ballsy so it worked out spicy I have KJ Osborne if you want to just complete the trio. He's on my team. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to know the asking price for him, him right now for Justin. I try to, I'm trying to flip him and Osborne? to get Josh Gordon. To get Josh Gordon? I feel yeah. like you should get Gordon for Osborne straight up at this point. Osborne, Osborne showed guy. out the first two weeks, and I think Osborne is a guy. I think that Thielen is going to be gone in a year or two and then osborne could take over that role like osborne he's looked very good he had one down game and i like osborne going forward especially because he was cheap and i got him off the waiver wire so obviously you can like a guy like that easily it doesn't take much for you to like something you picked up off the street for nothing yeah great value literally great value uh not not walmart brand um <laughs> oh it's even it, it's like going to the dollar tree bro you go to the dollar tree and grab the grab the dollar stuff man Did that's that's kj osborne completely off topic because i think we're just about done with, with fantasy stuff for this week did you guys see that dollar tree is going to start having stuff that's more than a dollar no way yeah you, you, you missed me there what is this dollar general like yeah. that's what i'm saying i will never in my life go back to dollar tree because they oh, tried God. to do this, they tried to do this a, a few years back after the guy that owned it like died or whatever, and then God. his son took over, and then his son was like, "Actually, Let's we're just gonna keep everything a dollar because it's the Dollar Tree." Yeah, and now it's, it's literally the only dollar store that is a real dollar store. Yeah, yeah. And thing is, I love the Dollar Tree. Normally. The Dollar Tree is great. You can get cheese. You can get anything there. You can get chips. You could get jerky. There's so many things you can get at the Dollar Tree. A butterfly net for my daughters. You could get anything. Seriously, I went to Dollar Tree one time because I, I think it was for like a class, like a, a journalism class, and I had to make like a a, a shitty YouTube video for, uh, and they yeah. made me do a Dollar Tree like video, and I was like, all right, cool. I just went in and got a bunch of car stuff. I'm sorry. Where else am I gonna get an armor all for a dollar? Nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere. 
And thing is, he normally, a poster board. Normally, he can do anything. I would have said science oh, projects. That's, that's fake. There's no way they're making stuff more than a dollar. But it was on AP. It was on. It was on a real, actual newspaper. I was actually there yesterday, and they already put up Christmas stuff. That's disgusting. That is horrible. I'm behavior. going tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow to buy Christmas stuff because. Oh wow. My, my wife already put up Shame. the Christmas tree. You guys don't judge. Shame. Don't judge. It's, been a rough, it's been a rough year, okay? COVID's been like bad. Halloween? No, shameful. Uh, no, no, they love Halloween. She's got Halloween um, pillowcases that she just got. And also, we're going to get some Halloween blow-ups for outside. But, uh, but yeah, she already put up the Christmas tree. Craig, she was like, I Craig. need some. It's... No, when you have kids, you don't have a choice, man. They, yes, they wanted the Christmas tree. That, that is worse than me mom. benching Higby this week. That is worse than me benching Higby this week, and you hey. know it. <laughs> I've done worse things. I've done worse things, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right, I, I think we're sufficiently off topic. Thank you guys, everybody, for watching. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure, please, and thank you, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Drop us a like. Please hit us up on Twitter. Leave us comments in the comment section. We read everything. And, we'll, like, for fantasy, if you have questions, drop it down below. We'll get to it. Hit we'll us up on all. Twitter. We will get to it on the show, and we will shout you out for it, like we did with this one and the first one and the one before that. That's just how and we the one roll. after this one. and the one after this and the one after that and after that forever. and after that forever and always. So please Aaron and thank Donald, you guys. Follow me back on Twitter. Yes, everybody, follow us on Twitter. Everybody's Twitter is in the description of the video. It's also on the channel's about page. Please, everybody that's associated with the show, we're gonna have everybody's Twitter handles down below. Thank you all for watching and or listening. If you do both, you just hold an extra special place in my heart. Uh, please do both. Uh, I will love you forever. Um, and before we head out, one last final shout-out for our sponsor, Symbol. If you go to Symbol.com and use our promo code OTH, you can get a $10 deposit bonus on any deposit of $25 or more. Thank you to Symbol, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Justin, for joining us. And that is it from us. Peace. See you guys. Y'all have a good one.